BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, July 24, 2023. Yes, it's very good to be back. And thank you for all the kind uh, messages uh, of good wishes and welcome back messages as well. Larry Johnson uh, joins us. Larry, always a pleasure. I was only gone for 10 days and I was only in Italy and Switzerland. I might as well have been on the moon because I come back to claims from Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and Joe Biden, the President of the United States, that, wow, Ukraine has won the war and Russia lost. So am I missing something, or are they delusional, Larry? Well, they they qualify for the medical definition of schizophrenia, when you're seeing things and hearing things that aren't there. Uh, It is a complete divorce from reality, what they're saying. Uh, they can't point to a single accomplishment of Ukraine in their much ballyhooed counteroffensive. And at the same time, what they can uh, look at are the mounting casualties, both the, in terms of human beings being killed uh, by the Russians, as well as the tanks and Bradley fighting vehicles that are winding up in junk piles and smoldering heaps. So... Let's listen to the president of the United States. Everybody knows there are cognitive issues. They seem to manifest in this this clip. So this is not about his brain, but it's about his administration. Here's Joe Biden saying, oh, Putin has lost the war. Take a listen. The uh, issue of whether or not uh, um, this is going to keep Putin from continuing to fight. The answer is Putin's already lost the war. Putin has a real problem. How does he move from here? What does he do? And so the idea that there's going to be what vehicle is used, he could end the war tomorrow. He could just say, I'm out. But what agreement is ultimately reached depends upon Putin and uh, what he decides to do. But there, there is no possibility of him winning the war in Ukraine. He's already lost that war. Imagine if even if anyway, he's already lost that war. All right. So, Larry, this is the um, mentality that has put troops on the ground out of uniform, sent between 63 and 68 billion dollars worth of military equipment to Ukraine because Congress uh, gave him a blank check and most recently introduced something that a year ago he called an instrument of war crimes, uh, cluster bombs. So A, 
does he know what he's talking about? And B, should we take him seriously, even though he is the president of the United States? Uh, no and no. I mean, this look, he reminds me of the, the actor William Shawn in the movie Princess Bride. Kept using the word inconceivable, inconceivable. And finally, one of the other actors, Andre the Giant, looked at him and he says, uh, I don't think you know what that word means. And so here's Biden using the word lost. He has no idea what lost means. Uh, for Biden, he gets lost just maybe walking from his uh, bedroom to the, find the Oval Office. But there is, it is just objectively nonsensical. And what's worrisome about, you know, it'd be one thing if he was just some pundit on television blathering away. But he's the president of the United States, and he's supposed to have it at, at, in his hands the security of this nation and plays a major role in the security of the world. And to be that out of touch, that divorce from reality is shocking. But what we've seen is it's not just Biden. I mean, Biden, we could attribute to the mental deficits. But we've seen Anthony Blinken and others in the Biden administration say the same nonsense. Here's uh, Secretary uh, Austin uh, shortly after President Biden made that statement, predicting that Ukraine will soon be a member of NATO. He might as well be predicting World War III. So you have no doubt that after the war, Ukraine will become a member of NATO? I have no doubt that that will happen. And uh, we heard uh, just about every country, heard all the countries in the room uh, say as much. And I think that was reassuring to, uh, to President Zelensky. Now, this was uh, taped uh, 10 days ago uh, yeah. in Vilnius, uh, at the end of Vilnius. At the end of that conference, of course, uh, President Zelensky was somewhat uh, petulant and unhappy that he wasn't welcomed. Right. Uh, with open arms, Biden tried to assuage things by saying, well, you'll be in uh, one of these days as soon as the war uh, is over. Do they yeah. know what they're talking about? I got to yeah. ask you this again. <laughs> uh, we're, we, we've turned in NATO's turned into wimpy from Popeye. You know, I'll, I'll glad you gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. We're promising right. that was Zelensky something he's not going to get. And in fact, since that uh, the end of the Vilnius summit, We've seen Zelensky come out very, very strongly to complain that it is the lack of weapons being supplied from the West that's keeping Ukraine from winning its counteroffensive. It's they're losing because the West is not providing enough support. I mean, I mean, this when future historians look back at this, they're going that they will they will be struggling to find words to describe the insanity that has seized global leaders, including Putin and Rishi Sunak and, and Great Britain, that they failed to come to grips with the reality of this conflict that's literally killing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers. What has become of the uh, spring offensive about which uh, the mainstream media doesn't even speak any longer, Larry? Uh, like a bug flying into a windshield of a car traveling 70 miles an hour. It's flat. Um, the, the, the Ukrainians have not made any kind of significant progress. They haven't even gotten up to the first line of the, the first line of defense that uh, the, the Russia constructed last, last fall. <clears throat> they are out in front of it. And in fact, in some areas, the Russians have turned and launched their own offensive and have advanced several kilometers. So 
uh, it's not going well for Ukraine. And with, with each passing week, they're losing more soldiers and more vehicles. And there's not a, a, an endless supply of that able to be brought to the scene to reinforce and, and keep their fighting strength up. So it's it's it's, a, it's akin to a boxer in a match that as you get into the 10th and 11th round of a heavyweight fight, you get tired and your muscles start uh, going out on you. And, and that's frankly what's happening to Ukraine. Uh, Colonel uh, McGregor, our friend and colleague, uh, reports that uh, Ukrainian <clears throat> troops are are deserting. Uh, yeah. If this is true, um, obviously the, Colonel McGregor believes it's true. But if it's, if if his sources are are accurate, because you don't see this in uh, in the mainstream media, uh, how much longer can this uh, last? How does this end, Larry? Well, it it, it ends with a defeat. Uh, I, I personally believe that I don't I don't see how Ukraine can sustain this effort beyond December of this year, simply because the, the attrition level of its of its forces, its lack of replacements, able body replacements, and its lack of uh, facilities to do the training and the time to do the training that would be required to turn new recruits into marginally effective soldiers on the battlefield. So uh, many are, and there, and there are growing signs of the discontent uh, within the ranks of the Ukrainian troops and their complaints about their leadership. So here's uh, Admiral Kirby uh, doing his best Baghdad Bob imitation for my uh, friend and former colleague, Martha McCallum uh, at Fox. Take a listen. What they really need uh, are the four A's artillery, ammunition, uh, air defense, uh, and armor, uh, tanks. And on all four of those, we have provided uh, an, an extraordinary amount of support at, quite frankly, unprecedented speed. Those are, the, those are the four capabilities they need most. And if you look at the packages, just we just announced one yesterday, and there's going to be one here in coming days, you'll see that we are really trying to get them those kinds of capabilities. Now, look, the F-16s will, uh, will get there probably towards the end of the year, uh, but it's not our assessment that the F-16s alone would be enough to to turn the tide here. What they really need more than anything of all those four A's is artillery. And that's why the president made it a difficult decision to provide cluster munitions as a bridging solution as we build up our production capacity of normal conventional artillery rounds. That's what they're, they're firing thousands of them a day. Uh, it's really a gunfight. So I, I, I caught two lines in there. One, turn yeah. the tide. I guess that's an admission that the tide is against the Ukrainians. The first time I've heard him say that. Right. And at the very end, and this is absurd, <clears throat> we don't have the uh, artillery uh, munition, ammunition to give to them. So we gave them cluster bombs instead. Yeah. Well, just the 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 lack of logic, the, the inconsistency of what Kirby said. On the one hand, he says, what the Ukrainians need, the four A's, and he ticks off the four A's. They need that. Okay, why do they need that? Because there's an breath. We've been supplying in unprecedented amounts. So if you supplied unprecedented amounts and they still need it, what's going on? And what it is demonstrating is that the United States is stripping itself of its military capability in terms of uh, weapons, ammunition supplies, uh, and that here is Ukraine, which... He candidly admits they lack artillery, and they particularly lack mobile artillery. They lack air defense, even though we supplied some Patriots that don't work. Uh, 
uh, and they lack ammunition and they lack armor because they are going up against a Russian military that the West continues to dis, uh, dismiss as insignificant and incompetent. And yet that insignificant, incompetent military in Russia is crushing uh, through attrition the Ukrainian, the, the Ukrainian proxy. Because let's remember, at the start of this special military operation, even though Ukraine was not a member of NATO, its troop size represented the second largest army in NATO after the United States, followed by Turkey. Think about that. So this is, NATO knew exactly what it was doing. It was put, they thought that they could use Ukraine to defeat Russia. And they're finding out, whoops, we miscalculated now we can't even produce enough art uh, arm artillery shells to provide uh, Ukraine with its daily needs. So we're sending them uh, weapon systems that are, are, you know, condemned by much of the world as being in, in, inhuman because of the kind they create bombless that kids are going to pick up and blow off their hands and legs. Here's uh, General uh, Milley. Uh, being very candid, <clears throat> saying we're sending them F-16s. Forget about it. It'll be years before these people are trained and know how to use them. I can't believe he's being this candid, although his, his uh, term of office, I, I think, ends uh, at the end of next month. But I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on this. Do a quick math drill here. Ten F-16s are $2 billion. So the Russians have hundreds of fourth and fifth generation airframes. So if they're going to try to match the Russians one for one or even, you know, two to one, you're talking about a large number of aircraft. That's going to take years to train the pilots, years to do the maintenance and sustainment, years to uh, generate that uh, degree of uh, financial support to do that. You're talking way more billions of dollars than has already been generated. So I guess what yeah. he's saying is it's not, it's not going to help them. Yeah. Uh, you and uh, McGregor and the others are opining that the war will not go on beyond the end uh, of this uh, calendar year. And here's the outgoing right. chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff saying it'll take years, which has got to mean at least two and maybe three or more, uh, before we could train people to use the F-16s. There probably won't be a Ukraine as we have known it by the time those F-16s are ready and the pilots are trained. Yeah, I, the, the F-16 is nothing more than a, it's, a dangerous symbolic gesture because it's symbolic in the in the sense that it's not going to change anything on the battlefield it's just a new new air platform that the russians are going to get to shoot down and and destroy but it will, i say it's dangerous because the, the likely source of the f-16s is going to come out of uh, perhaps the netherlands and my understanding and uh, have scott ritter talk about this at length uh, is that those particular F-16s are, are equipped so that they can carry a nuclear warhead. That's how they, they train with those planes to do that. So Russia would view this as a potential increase by the United States of moving towards that nuclear threat line. And, mm. you know, that, that's what's the, the danger of this is that NATO has discovered that it is weak. It is incompetent. It is incapable of mounting any kind of credible military operation in the face of what Russia presents. And so in that, in that situation, you go for desperation. And that's what we're seeing on the part of the West. This, this, they are frantically grabbing at anything like a drowning passenger 
So, you know, one hand you get Biden and, and Blinken saying, oh, the Russians have lost. And then you get Milley saying, well, you know, we're not going to have enough planes uh, anytime soon. Or, oh, yeah, we, we can't supply artillery. You know, I wish somebody could step up and actually lay out and say, yes, this is our strategy and this is what's being accomplished. And here are the results on the ground. Nobody's doing that. It's a media blackout because if the media covered it, the American public in particular would be outraged. Let's um, move on to the uh, uh, attack on this uh, cathedral in Odessa. Mm -hmm. We have some uh, interesting <clears throat> tape from CNN uh, showing what happened, and I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on it if we're ready to run that, Chris. Today was in the historic downtown, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, the Church of the Transfiguration, it's a cathedral, uh, suffered major damage. That was among the 25 different architectural monuments, a local military official says, uh, that sustained major damage. At least one person was killed, a security guard, and President Zelensky on Sunday says that Ukraine needs what he called a full-fledged sky shield, saying that that is the only way to defeat Russian terror. All right. First of all, what is a full-fledged sky shield? And secondly, <laughs> who or what destroyed the cathedral? Yeah, I have no idea what a full-fledged sky shield is. Otherwise, it would be known as effective air defense system like the S-400. S-500 is, uh, you know, top of the line. Uh, but, no, we've given them Patriot missile batteries, which don't work. Uh, in fact, they really do not work. So uh, this story, this is typical. Ukraine carried out the strike on this church. How do I know U that? U Ukraine destroyed a Catholic church in Ukraine. Right. I think it's, a, I think it's an Eastern Orthodox church. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's Catholic. But um, uh, about 30 minutes, an hour before that strike took place, the Wikipedia page for that they were describing that church was changed to note that it had, it had been hit by a, a rocket, a missile, <laughs> blaming it on Russia. So they do that in advance. And look, this this fits the, the method of operations by the Ukrainians. Remember the Kerch Bridge, when that was first attacked, they, they had a stamp made up and ready to go the next day. So th they, mm -hmm. knew, they knew what was coming off. And the, Russia has no incentive, one, to bomb that church. Number two, uh, it's not Russia that's been going throughout Ukraine locking up clergy from the uh, the Eastern Orthodox Christian uh, faith, and they've not been confiscating churches. That's been Ukraine. So uh, what Russia has been focused upon is hitting military targets and commercial economic targets in the in the port of Odessa, going after the church. You know, if it had not been for that change in the Wikipedia page, I think Ukraine would have had a great propaganda victory with this, blaming it on Russia. But, you know, that it, it, it the, the objective evidence as far as anybody that goes and changes a Wikipedia page first and then the event happens, you're either, you know, Kreskin who can predict the future or you're involved with the operation. I don't. Uh, I don't really get it. Is it? Is it? Is it worth destroying a historic monument, a church that is also a museum, just for the propaganda effort? Particularly when you're caught with your pants down. Yeah, that they they have no other option, Judge. If you look at it, um, 
They're not winning on the battlefield. They, in fact, just the destruction of this church is in some ways a, a metaphor for what the Ukrainian leadership and with NATO support is doing to the men of Ukraine. They are being destroyed and decimated. You know, the, the, the casualty figures for ca killed in action uh, is, is, it looks to be in excess right now of 300,000. So think about that, that in, in less than 18 months, Ukraine has, has lost more men in battle than the United States did in 12, you know, six times what the United States lost in 12, 14 years in Vietnam. What do you so think the, is, what do you think the uh, kill ratio uh, is? If they've lost 300,000, that, that ratio number of Ukrainians lost to number of <clears throat> Russians lost, that ratio has to be huge. I can't imagine yeah. the Russians have lost anywhere near a number like that. And of course, they started out with a larger army. Right. And and they still have a larger army uh, through their recruits. And the, the, Russia has suffered minimal casualties. Well, how do you know that? All you got to do is look at social media. Social, you know, Russia has not uh, shut down social media. Uh, and in Ukraine, you've got social media. And the, the images from the cemeteries in Ukraine, you just can't cover up. You're not seeing that similar kind of footage of row upon row upon row of graves, freshly dug graves with uh, Russian flags in, in Russia. And, and it's been, you know, Putin and the military leadership in Russia have been very careful to try to limit their tactics so that they're not risking mass human wave assaults that are going to result in, in significant casualties. They've been very careful to husband those resources uh, in, in stark contrast to Ukraine. Larry Johnson, always a pleasure, my dear friend. We'll see you again Thank you, shortly. Judge. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Tony Schaefer. Welcome back. Right oh, thank you. Thank you. Tony Schaefer right here uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. Bill Giraldi at 3.30 uh, this afternoon. Judge Napolitano, good to be back for Judging Freedom.